Welcome to Steamy Stories. This daily podcast features the best developing authors of love stories, along with exotic journals of passionate and explicit human interaction. Our narrators are a select group of voices, and we innovate this medium with AI technologies. Our curators have selected two stories each day, bringing a diverse collection of storylines. Some are historic, some are futuristic, but they all relate to the human quest of physical and emotional desires for sexual expression. We delve into the youthful discovery of sexuality. We chronicle the vast expressions of healthy affection and sex drive. We feature the creative ways that real people overcome life's adversities and limitations and still find sexual fulfillment. And we celebrate the successes of people who restore losses in their love life and go on living in a pleasurable and generous way. Balanced sexuality is essential to healthcare for body, soul, and spirit. Subscribe to this podcast in your mobile apps, browsers, and email formats. And now, today's story. Cosplay Beth She stood there, waiting impatiently for the delicious meat to slide into her eager hands. She looked forward to having it in her mouth later, I could tell. She continued to caress her belly and nibble on a fingernail as she waited impatiently. She stood around 5 feet 4 inches in her Converse sneakers. She wore a black pair of bootcut jeans and a gray tee that read Never Tell Me The Odds, and had a set of red, tumbling dice, and a starfighter with four wings in the shape of an X sitting above a plate held up by a small plastic pole. The tee was super tight around her breasts, but I didn't notice any bra lines. I would guess she was a 36C or D. Her hips were just as wide and her ass complemented her full hips and busted chest. Her hair reminded me of that Scottish Disney movie Princess, all wild and fire red. Her skin was extremely fair, like she would to burst into flames if she stepped outside. She didn't look much older than the drinking age, a good decade or more younger than me. Another adult millennial in the big city. 73. She pounced and grabbed the too thick package and examined it in her suddenly small hands. Her eyes were as wide as saucers and you could almost see saliva well up in the corner of her mouth. I needed to step in before she made a terrible mistake. Excuse me. That's my butt. I said. I beg your pardon? She responded incredulously. 73? You're holding my Boston butt. I said, holding the ticket for her to see. Oh right. I'm sorry. I'm in a different world today. You actually look really hungry. Are you going to have time to cook, or are you going to eat something raw here in the store? I'll have that but now. I said holding my hands out. Your butt is so big. ERM. I mean. She said as she handed it over, and I placed it in my cart. Yeah, what's a bachelor going to do with all this food, right? I'm actually hosting a game night for my friends tomorrow. There will be seven of us total. Eight, if you'd like to have a taste of this but. I said making but sound more like an actual innuendo this time. TJ. I added, extending my hand. Beth. Pleased to meet you, TJ. What's that stand for? She said, shaking my outreached hand in a delicate manner. Thaddeus Jr. Fad sounds too douchey, 
What do they call your father? Fad. I said, rolling my eyes sheepishly. But he's too old to even pretend to act like a douche. He would have no idea where to start. Oh, well that's good. I bet he showed you how to be a real gentleman. She said with a slight giggle in her voice. He showed me how to rub a butt properly, that's for sure. Pardon? She said eyes wide again. Barbecue, dry rub? A good rub down and then moisten it up later. Oh yeah. Right. So. Wanna come over tomorrow and join my party? You'd even out the group. I don't see why not. Could be fun, right? Splendid. That means you'll have to come over tonight to get your character squared away and maybe help prep for dinner? I promise I'll feed you tonight too. I have flank steaks marinating. Oh, I don't know. You'll have my address and you can tell all of your friends where you'll be. There's even a doorman and a security camera in the lobby. Oh. That sounded well rehearsed. Invite a lot of ladies home, do you? She asked suspiciously. No ma'am. I just want your mind at ease. I lied with my hands up in a disarming manner. My response was also rehearsed, but it worked like a charm. Tell me about the marinade. She said slowly, squinting her eyes and nodding her head up at me. It's a lazy meal night. It's just a store-bought Italian dressing, but I add some of this and that. I was thinking maybe use my indoor grill or broil them. Do you have a preference? I said trying to sink the hook in deeper. I'm not going to broil a steak. That's ridiculous. Grill it. Agreed. So I'll see you at 6.30 then? Yeah. Sounds good. Hook, line, and sinker. 83, said the butcher. I think you're 83. I said pointing at the ticket in her basket at her feet. Oh. That's me. She said turning towards the counter. We exchanged information and I gave her my address so we could meet up later. I was actually quite excited about making a new hot friend and maybe even more than that. I'm not the type of guy to jump into bed with just anybody. I really wanted to get to know her and see where in my life she might fit. 6.45 rolled around and I finally got a text from Beth. Hey, sorry. The train was running late and there's no cell service down there. I'm walking up to street level now. I'll be at your place in 10 minutes. Is there anything you want me to pick up? I responded. Hey, glad you're on the way. I was worried you split on me or worse. All I have is vanilla ice cream and toppings for dessert. If that's not good enough, we can walk around the block and get an Italian ice from the pizza shop. Is red wine okay with the steaks? If not, I have beer. Should I let the wine breathe or would you rather beer? She responded. Italian ices. And beer please. Wine feels too formal. Winky emoji, be up in five. She wasn't kidding about the train running slow. The news interrupted my background show. There was a brownout on my line that took 20 minutes to fix. One train was in emergency lighting the whole time. I already called ahead downstairs for the doorman to let my new friend up. 
He needed to send her up manually because she didn't have a key fob to my apartment. The elevator opened to each unit, but they all had entryways prior to the front door. It was a private place to take off wet clothes and hang jackets and kick off shoes before entering. I left the front door open, and she let herself in. Hello? TJ? In the kitchen. Hey! She said, giving me a friendly hug. She smelled like strawberries. I also took a good look at her while we're chit-chat. She wore a Falmouth Falcons jersey and a matching pleated skirt. She had on short two or three inch heels on that had open toes and matched her outfit well. She quickly discarded them and left them in the hall outside of the front door and closed it behind her. She also put a pair of clips in her hair, leaving the right side of her neck exposed. I was just about to text you to ask how you like your steak cooked? Medium. It's okay if it's a little rare, just don't cook it too much, please. Oh, that makes it easier on me. I can put them on around the same time. Do you need any help with the cooking? UMM. Did you want the potatoes mashed or as is? Hmm. Nah. We can leave them like that. They look done too. She said, looking into the pot. Fork ready. I said stabbing at them. I went ahead and strained them while Beth flipped the steaks. I also served up a helping of corn for each of us and added the potatoes. How do they look? She asked me, pointing to the steaks. I poked at one with my finger and pushed until I felt it push back. Feels about medium rare. Maybe another minute on that side. I said. Beth took it upon herself to grab two beers from the fridge. I was just about done with my second, so it was good timing on her part. This looks interesting. Axel Rogues P. Dotto, D. India Pale Ale? Is it new? It's from a brewery a couple of my friends partially own. They send it up from the Alabama coast for me. They might be giving me a bit of a drinking problem. I said in jest. Isn't it bad to have cartoon characters on your beer labels? Something about advertising to minors? It's a promotional thing. Only a few of those labels were printed. It was mostly for investors and the grand opening a few weeks back. Oh. This tastes pretty good. She said, wide-eyed. I was told it's a bit of a panty dropper, but I wasn't telling her that. Yeah. It's got a lot of subtle tastes that the female focus groups enjoyed. The male group said it's refreshing, but might be too easy to drink. Hence my problem. I kidded again, even though it was true. Dinner went by pretty quickly, and we both cleared our plates and then dumped the dishes in the washer. She was on her third beer, and I had just finished my fourth. Would you like another, or maybe a Manhattan? I asked, trying to grease her wheel some. Can you make a white Manhattan? She asked. It felt more like a test. Sure. Is Hudson okay? I asked, volleying her serve. That'd be perfect. She said all too eagerly. Beth went ahead and wiped the table down and moved some of the settings aside to make room for us to work. She had brought her messenger bag and pulled out a large Velcro binder with a few gaming books. I was actually impressed with her line of questioning and her surprising neatness.
We decided that one of her old characters, a human monk, was a good fit for the group and I gave her the rundown of the story so far, as best as I could remember. She wasn't surprised by the content being sexual in nature. Lots of groups had a sexy-slash-romantic spin thanks to modern fantasy movies and books. One girl in the group, Adrian, had to re-roll after a death because she decided to fight her way out of an orc rape scene rather than lose her purity. She was playing a paladin at the time, so it was pretty fitting. She did set fire to the campsite and take out a few orcs before she died though. It was pretty awesome. She re-rolled into a rogue who was her last tune's black sheep sister, she was a very pissed off rogue. We completely forgot about going out for ICs and decided to chat some more about the group and where I felt the story might lead. I noticed in my peripheral vision that her nipples started to show through her tight shirt. My apartment isn't that cold. I like it to be around 76 degrees. The air is humidity controlled, so the extra AC isn't needed. The conversation slid over to her cosplay hobby and how devout she is to it. She whipped out her phone and swiped through several characters she's played at conventions and ran fairs. She's even done some minor MeTube shorts in character. We were sitting side by side, nearly shoulder to shoulder as she swiped. One particular picture was done in a mirror selfie fashion. She was wearing a very tight corset dress that was blue and white, similar to a very familiar droid we all know and love. Her breasts were practically pouring out of her top and her hand was between her legs in a provocative manner. Whoops. You weren't supposed to see that. Sorry. Hey now. You should share with the rest of the class, Missy. I said leaning in closer to her and her phone. Okay, but they really aren't much to look at. Really? She said modestly. The pics varied from lingerie to sexy cosplay back to lingerie. Some were topless, but her free hand covered her nipples. There was still an eye full of side and under boob though. I showed you mine, now you show me yours. She demanded playfully. I had several shirtless Jim Swole pics as well as a few cosplay pics too. None as flattering as her pictures, but she seemed pleased with them. She was definitely excited about my picture with me wearing a fez and bow tie. As I got up for another drink, I opted to switch back to beer. I offered her one over her shoulder and she took it, letting her hand linger on mine, not taking the bottle though. She let the cold glass rub her neck and shoulder, and when she finally took it, she pulled me into a bent over, sideways kiss. I'm pretty sure she was feeling similar fireworks to mine. I went ahead and climbed over the couch letting our head bump in the process. We giggled as we put our beers down and started making out like ninth graders. I was being a complete gentleman and let my hands fall on her face and neck as we kissed. Her hands were in similar places but soon explored down to my chest. I kept it cool and let her do her thing while both of my hands were now working her neck and tangled in her hair. She reached up and pulled her clips out so I didn't pull on her hair the wrong way. I kept up my aggressive assault above her shoulders as she continued to grope my chest and stomach over my shirt. I was wearing a light, loose button-down and low-rise dark blue jeans. Her hands explored more while undoing a button or two. Her left hand snaked into the opening and now rubbed my chest more over my ribbed tank tee underneath. Once all my buttons were undone, I took some initiative and grabbed her under her thighs and pulled her into my lap. 
she was now kneeling on both sides of my pelvis. We only broke the kiss long enough to discard my top and then my undershirt. My hands were now under her t-shirt, caressing her back. My fingers roamed and slid over where her bra strap would have been. She felt my mouth peek at the sides and a little smile at that. She giggled and pulled her tee off and tossed it to the adjacent love seat. We were sitting bare chest to bare chest as she started moving her hips in a subtle rocking motion on my lap. My hands found her breasts as I continued to molest her tongue with mine. My cock was rock hard and rubbing against her pussy though my jeans and thin fabric of her underwear. She started undoing my belt and pants as I worked on unbuttoning her skirt and pulling the hip zipper down one-handed as my mouth found her right breast. Her strawberry scent was so much stronger with my face in her chest. It was driving me crazy. Take them off. She said breathlessly, standing up and discarding her skirt, adding it to her tee. I hopped my butt up and pulled my pants off without standing. She was standing between my legs, and I would have proly headbutted her again if I tried to stand. I decided to leave my boxer briefs on to match her level of dress. She sat back down straddling my lap again, only leaving more room between our pelvises this time. My mouth found her left breast as she blindly reached into the opening of my shorts. I was cupping her left breast with my right hand as my left hand began to fondle her right as cheek. She was wearing a G-string. My hand would squeeze her ass and slide between her cheeks and back to squeezing again. She gasped as she grabbed my cock with her hand. She couldn't see it past my head or through my shorts, but she was certainly pleased with its size and current level of petrification. She knelt on her left knee and tried to slide my shorts down. I miscued my attempt at helping by hopping my butt again and we had butted again. We giggled, took a drink and she took my shorts off and took her place back in my lap again. This time, she was crushing my cock against her slit, covered by the tiniest triangle of fabric I've ever seen. Or felt for that matter. Her rocking increased and she was now dry humping my cock. I could feel her moistness lubricating my dick through her G-string. My precum was starting to bubble over my mushroom cap. Her nails dug into my chest. I didn't notice them until now. They were French-tipped and matched her Quidditch jersey. My hands were both on her ass now, as my fingers were sliding up and down her crack and slipping under the thin thread. Her breathing became ragged as my fingers found her drenched pussy from behind. One hand was holding her string aside and her pussy open for me. My right hand found her opening and clit as she rocked back. She started to come, grinding harder onto me. She called out my name as she climaxed and crumpled onto my chest. Her head on my shoulder. She was panting hard. My fingers continued to rub her from behind softly, easing several aftershocks out of her. Excuse me a moment. She finally said through choppy breaths. She made her way to the hallway bath, and I took the opportunity to grab a condom from the coffee table drawer. I had just enough time to tear one free from the rest and tuck it into the side of the couch cushion when the bathroom door opened up. Her face and chest were flushed, and she still wobbled a little when she walked. It was a combination of her orgasm and the alcohol I guess. She was holding her g-string in one hand. Her pussy was clean shaven except for a thin trail of red pubic hair just above her clit hood. My dick jumped in approval. What are we going to do about that? 
she said hitching her head towards my crotch. What did you have in mind? I said standing before she got too close. She wrapped her arms around my neck and pulled me into another passionate kiss. My cock was rubbing against her navel, and my hands found her ass again. She pushed slash eased me back onto the couch, and got between my legs. She tossed her undies to the side, this time missing the pile and ending up on the floor. The flimsy fabric wasn't heavy enough to make the whole flight. She also had a condom in her hand that she sat on the couch beside me. She must have snuck it out of the medicine cabinet. Her eyes didn't leave mine as her hands stroked my cock. Her butt lowered to a sitting position on her heels. Her mouth opened wide enough to lick the head as she pumped me. She licked from the root to the tip. Her face was covered from her chin to her hairline when she was at her deepest. My dick was longer than her face. She started to suck me off, never stopping to close her eyes, she barely blinked as she stared right into my mind. I would have loved to close my eyes and roll my head back, but her eyes were entrancing. It was the hottest blowjob I have ever gotten. Hands down. She was moaning on my cock, flicking her tongue in my tip slit, lapping up any precum that was leaking out. There was plenty of it too. My dick was practically drooling. As soon as she was certain that she killed half of my fortitude, she leaned over and retrieved the condom and handed it to me. I ripped it open and popped it on like a magician doing a close-up magic trick. A dove flew out from under my sack. I'm kidding. I grabbed her and pulled her to the couch, letting her fall supine. My cock was already at her moist opening. Her heels dug into the backs of my thighs. My dick slid in a good quarter of the way, our gaze never breaking. Her heels let up some and I retreated only to thrust in again. I found a bit of resistance when I got better than half of my shaft inside her. I finally bottomed out on the fourth stroke. I could feel her cervix give about an inch and then kiss my crown with every pass. It was incredible. I still had about an inch to give her, but she'd have to take that herself, I wasn't going to hurt her. Once I got into a good rhythm, I reached up to place my right hand over her shoulder to support my weight over her a little better. She took my hand and placed it on her neck and gently squeezed my forearm until my fingers mimicked her squeezing. Once she was satisfied with my ministrations on her neck, she started to grind against me from underneath. Her left leg took footing on the floor and bounced up onto me. She was looking for the last inch. My left hand wrapped around her left ankle and lifted her leg up over my shoulder, and she finally got what she wanted. I was completely inside her, and now, my pubic bone grinding into her clit with each thrust. I shortened my stride and let her clit join in on the fun full-time. I found a nipple with my left hand and rubbed it gently, increasing the sensations more and more. A good deal of my upper body weight was on her neck as I squeezed, but she didn't seem to mind. Her mouth creased into a thin smile as she moaned louder and louder. She was going to come again, only this time she was coming on my sheathed cock. Her pussy gripped me tighter and my hands involuntarily did the same to her neck and nipple. Her eyes shot open wide as the convulsion started. My pace quickened and I started to penetrate her deeper again. Her squishing was suddenly louder and more pronounced. Her juices were coating my balls as she continued to shake and moan breathlessly. I released her and leaned back and pulled her legs further apart and rubbed her clit in a similar fashion as before. 
She shook and gasped as she let a third orgasm pass on by. My strokes came to a halt and stopped rubbing her clit. Are you okay? I asked smiling at her. The redness dimmed in her face now that the blood returned, but she was still very flushed. That was pretty fucking perfect. She said honestly. If you let me turn you over, I can go for extra credit. How does that sound? I replied. Oh. You didn't come yet. Take me any way you'd like. She said rolling over onto her hands and knees. My right thumb immediately found her puckered asshole. Okay, not anyway, cowboy. She added, giggling. I leaned in and slid all the way in, missing her cervix this time because of the angle. I was stretching her out while hitting all the right spots. My balls nuzzling her clit as I stroked into her. I could see her pussy pull out with me slightly despite her moisture and the lube on the condom. Her climax surprised us both as she began to ram back onto me. I didn't slow down because her canal tightened up and was now hugging all my favorite spots. I plowed through her narrowing passage looking for my own prize. She didn't have any time to recover as she reached orgasm again and again until I was ready. Where would you like it? I asked, being a perfect gentleman. Don't you fucking dare pull out. Fuck. She gasped between strokes. One last look at the condom to check on its structural integrity, and I was plowing harder, deeper, and faster now. Her moans reached a familiar volume again, and I was doing my best to time my nut with her next orgasm. As soon as my seed spilled into her condom-protected cunt, she came hard again. We both grunted our approval as my balls emptied. We stayed like that for a moment, nodded together in pleasure. I could feel my cock softening, so I took it as a cue to pull out. I grabbed the base of the condom and my cock and slid it out slowly. She tried backing into me to keep me inside her. The latex held and there was a considerable load sloshing in the tip. It would have produced triplets if that's how sex actually worked. She rolled over and collapsed back onto the couch. Seeing the condom in my hand, she grabbed it and poured it all over her huge breasts and rubbed it in, licking her fingers and popping a nipple in her mouth, purring like a cat. It was the grossest thing I ever saw. I fucking loved it though. I showed her to my master bath and started the shower. I had a garden tub and a shower stall with just enough room for us both inside. We cleaned up and kissed some under the water, then dried off. She retrieved her clothes in one bundle. Her eyes looked like she had something to say, but her lips didn't move. We were both pretty drunk by now and the trains were far too dangerous to ride. I offered to call her a cab and pay for it, but she declined taking my money, saying something about feeling like a hooker. I assured her that wasn't the case and she smiled. I also offered her my spare bedroom, assuming that sleeping in the same bed would be too intimate for her. She gladly accepted. I grabbed something for her to sleep in. A pair of sweats and a big, soft white tee. I was wearing something similar, although they fit me better. After showing her to the spare bedroom and turning the bed for her, I gave her a sensual kiss on her mouth. No tongue. A peck on her forehead and I walked to the door. What time do you wake up? She asked, fiddling with her phone above the covers. Got somewhere to be. I jested. Ten? Maybe?
Wake me if you're up first. How does pancakes sound for breakfast? Oh my Gaia, he's making me pancakes. She said laughing out loud. It's a deal. As I hit the light, I could see her face lit up by her cell phone screen. She was probably giving the all clear to one of her girlfriends, assuring them that she was alright. Probably better than alright. I reached my bedroom and wiggled under the sheet and took my rest for the night. My bedside clock said 1.37 am. Not a bad first date. My eyes were heavy and I surrendered to the best sleep of my life. By Fintry for Literatica. Thanks for joining us for today's steamy story. Come back tomorrow for another tale of explicit romance and passion. We hope you found pleasure in today's story. Be sure to subscribe to Steamy Stories Podcast in your mobile podcasting app. Our podcast server and website also contains our full library of past episodes. Happy dreams.